0: the fourth dimension and welcome to the Great show in the galaxy my name's emma he's mike and today it takes you away all glory to the solitrax <laughs> all hail the solar oh <laughs> uh, so i will give this episode an official windy pops warnings i've just had a big dinner so before let's uh, <laughs> let's uh let's crack on with this one so where do we want to start with this because it was one of those episodes that was kind of a bait and switch because mm. it for about twenty five minutes it was a quiet place, the yeah. film, a quiet place. Yeah. If you've if you've seen that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, except not with quiet, just yeah. vision, essentially. <laughs> um and then it turned into something else. Yeah. This episode it's it's another one of those ones
1: where it tries to do a lot in yeah. the fifty minutes.
0: And it I sure think it, it does.
1: for the most part it does work. I there are a few bits where I'm sort of like, mm, I dunno. Um yeah. but I mean for the, the most most of the cast were great um and so an excellent idea um especially when you get to the end um i'm not i mean I, I did enjoy this i really did enjoy it yes it's but it's one of those ones sort of like when after you've watched it it's like uh hmm, it's like you're trying you kind of like try and think over it. And i'm still I'm, I'm sort of thinking over it but i did enjoy it yeah
0: yeah I mean I enjoyed the experience of watching it most definitely but mm-hmm. I think on reflection I, I once again I do feel a little bit like sort of a a common a couple of common themes that we've talked about like, you know the whole uh, nine weeks that we've been watching yeah is that if there's these episodes are flawed in in the way that a they try to do too much in too little time mm-hmm. I mean funnily enough I mean even though they've got extra time these episodes are longer than yeah. what we've had before I mean not by a lot but a bit yes. um it almost feels like now they've sort of been given an inch, they're trying to kinda of, trying to take a mile mm. almost. And it kinda of, a lot of the episodes that we've watched so far, and this one is not an exception, they start as a slow burn
1: mm-hmm. and
0: an an intriguing story, and then they sort of go. La, 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 la. Yeah. And then they're trying to cram everything in the last fifteen minutes and it just can't quite get over the hump from good to great, I think, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And um they feel they I feel like there's a lack of confidence in them just having a creepy story with no alien in it. Yeah. Because for the first twenty five minutes, like I say, when this was a quiet place, Doctor mm-hmm. Who style, I was really into it.
1: Yeah. And I even sort of like the, the twist they did with the this quote unquote monster in the woods. And I thought that was great. And yeah. and in a way I kinda of wish they'd kind of maybe stuck with that. Yeah, but then again, again, you know, this being Doctor Who, they always got to have like this. Sort I of feel like the need to include an alien threat or some other yeah. like alien presence in it. And I think if they had just gone with like the Scooby Doo twist ending, I think a lot of people might have been complaining about that.
0: Yeah, I mean to be honest, because it is again just talking about films. Uh, spoilers for like a twenty-year-old M Night Shyamalan movie. It's The Village.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, all the stuff with like the mirror universe, the, the literal mirror universe and yeah. the solid tracts are also great. Yeah. I think it's, it's the anti-zone stuff that I think doesn't, doesn't quite yeah. work. I mean, I no, get, I, I get why they did that because for, I think we'll get, we'll get into, um, for reasons why a little bit later on in the podcast, but it's sort of like that could have been cut down a bit, I think. And maybe yeah. spend a bit more time with the Solid Track universe, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I sort of am fine with, I mean, it, almost the inclusion of Ribbons, that character. Although the, the you know, I can't, who played him?
1: Kevin Elton. Um,
0: of all people amazingly yeah. <laughs> um who in, in britain so i don't think a lot of people outside the uk will know him I mean, you might know his face actually mm. but he's in an ever such a lot of different things um kind of he kind of does this sort of creepy guy shtick yeah. very well but i mean he's he's well known as a comedian as well and things like that so um, a
1: lot during bill bailey's tours i find yes
0: because he does the craft work skit with him yeah. doesn't he? as well doing the <laughs> okie in german yeah <laughs> um yeah which, th- that's very true
1: yeah which is a great bit i don't know if it's on youtube but do look it
0: up it's oh just, it's brilliant it's yeah great. it's
1: just bill bailey and kevin eldon in, in some sort of these black suits with red ties and they're just like so completely stoic and they're sort of like doing the, the hokey cokey it's sort of, like faux germanic accent
0: yeah oh it's so great that's is the ganze sucker yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> ja, <das> hokey cokey um <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we're canceling <laughs> the podcast, and we're just going to play that, and then yeah. that'll be it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> um, I... <laughs> so the problem with the anti-zone,
1: yeah,
0: is the problem with all of these things. All, it, this always comes up when you have two things divided by a, a gap in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. In that, the anti-zone appears to be ten feet wide, yeah, and no matter how much they walk around in a circle, you know, it, from going from mirror anti verse to verse, mm-hmm. when right at the end, it takes them thirty seconds, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, with all the technology and all, you know, the the sets and marvellous things, you know, it, it's like in Genesis of the Daleks, where the Khaleds and the Fowls live within speaking distance of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't really get a sense of um, space. space. Yeah. <laughs> it is sort of like pretty much the, the same bits of rockery. sort of over and over again. You can, like, rearrange it a little bit, but there's no real way you can, like, make it look any different from... If it was, like, more of, like, a slightly more eldritch location, but, again, it depends on how much budget they had for it. Like, it's, like, shifts or something, and it sort of, like, has this sort of amalgam sort of thing. like these... This is like a crowbar separation between these two worlds or something. Like, I don't don't know, but... um, Yeah, Yeah, but... The the, the anti-zone stuff is just sort of... Well, it is literally there. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like as much as I, I didn't dislike the performance of Ribbons and I kind of like, again, but I think that they're just because they feel like they need to personify that threat. Mm. And I feel like they could have got away with not because they could have crossed it. The flesh moths were gross. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if it's they just thought, we've got to have a moth crawling out of an eyeball. We need someone's eyeball for it to crawl out of, essentially. <laughs> so... <laughs> put ribbons in i mean that was genuinely horrendous and Mm -hmm. you know i applaud him for putting that in but Mm -hmm. i thought you've got a character who is blind and you cannot see yeah and it reminded me of a thing that um when nan used to talk about you know because she lived through the london pea supers Mm -hmm. and um there are stories that um during the pea supers they would have blind people at train stations and because people could just, you cannot see your hand literally in front of your face when mm-hmm. they were that bad. They would have blind people leading people home because they knew their way without being able to see.
1: True, right. I was going to say, right? where is this going? <laughs> I thought it was going to take a really dark turn, but I know no, that makes sense. No,
0: that's what I'm saying <laughs> is you've got a blind character. Yeah. You have sighted characters who cannot see in this environment. Mm-hmm am I the only one putting two and two together here? You know, yeah. use her to do that because I mean, although I didn't, I like the character of Hannah and I, you know, I, uh, I applaud again, Dr. Who using people who have these genuine um, physical uh, things with them. So, I mean, cause a couple of years ago when they had the lady who was deaf, yeah. playing a deaf character, I'm glad that they didn't go, you know, have someone with just some milky contacts in or something mm-hmm. like that. They had someone who was genuinely blind. blind yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm really happy with that. But I just feel like you've got a scenario and you've got a character and mm-hmm. they tried to do it a little bit right at the end with, when she was taking Ryan through the through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't understand why they sort of felt the need. I mean, I guess they sort of feel the need to put an alien in it. Yeah. And and as well portrayed as it was and creepy as it was, you know, I, I, it almost feels like I just wish you were confident enough to not have it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the problem is I do, the the solar Tract, although it is a great concept, I think it's a bit too abstract to be mm. like the the main sort of presence. So you've got to have something a bit more tangible. And yeah. that's where Ribbons comes in. And, you know, not to like not Kevin Eldon's performance. He does a perfectly good job, but it's just sort of like it's it's having an antagonist for the sake of having an antagonist.
0: Yeah, because as well, I mean, you kind of get into this sort of thing. It was a little bit unbelievable the Doctor didn't realise her string got cut. Yeah. Because he would have to get behind her and sort of mess around with it and her not realise, Yeah, which is, you know, as much as I like an allusion to a Greek myth, Mm -hmm. um, especially as I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I feel the need to say it the Greek way, which is Thesaius rather than Theseus. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, um, you know, as much as I like a bit of that, Mm-hmm. Uh it it unfortunately the doctor kind of has to be I d I don't like these it, it happens in all um shows, but mm-hmm. your character has to kind of be tactically dumb to make the Yeah to make the conceit work and it's a little bit like meh.
1: Yeah. Um I mean it it might have worked a bit better if she'd like, like hadn't like known he'd done it but was just still Cut like it. playing yeah. along. And then sort of like goes, hang on a second, mister. But um no, I mean, yeah, it, it it was a little bit dumb of the Doctor to just sort of, like, I mean, this guy's, like, shady as fuck anyway, so why the hell would you, um, like, just trust him to lead the way? Um, but, I mean, I did like the flesh moths. Um, they mm. are quite a, a cool idea. But, I mean, like, again, I suppose without um, having somebody to snack on, you can't have the regulars or, you know, or who else are going to munch on the, the blind, the blind kids, you know, that's not going yeah. to be right. Um, so,
0: or they've got a dog or something. That gets yeah. I don't
1: know.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, too grim.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you do need someone, but overall ribbons just didn't really need them. I've got to be no, honest.
0: No, I, I'd like to say, I just wish that if, if, if I've you know, look back on this series, because mm-hmm. we're now obviously only got one left. Um, I wish that they'd have the confidence to just go with the story that they've got. Um, yeah. I mean, cause it, I think without, without, you know, ribbons in the, you could have the anti zone. I'm not saying don't have it. No, and I'm no, not no. saying don't have the flesh moss. I just think like they they feel like they've got to put someone in some makeup
1: because mm-hmm.
0: otherwise it's not doctor who. Well, um,
1: so what's the, I remember seeing a publicity, st- uh, um, not on a publicity store, but um, there's a photograph taken on set with I think it was Jody, Mandeep, um, Kevin Eldner's ribbons, and there's this other sort of like person in makeup and it's kind of, it kinda of looks like a mole. Like a really tall, sort of like eight foot tall mole. Have you seen that? Right.
0: No, I haven't seen that
1: actually. Well from for all intents and purposes, it seems like that's that that was another creature that was supposed to be in the episode, but I don't know whether it's just got cut for time or what, but like this this mole sort of looking dude was actually a lot more interesting looking than ribbons. I was kind of like, I'm sort of like feeling like, you know, what was, what was the deal with that? What was, what was the idea? Was he like another sort of like inhabitants of the anti-zone be, yeah. or was, yeah. did you he just like mucking around with ribbons and then ribbons would be the one who like sort of tossed them to the flesh moths or something. Sort of like, it's odd, but it's sort of like, I was a lot more interested in that than I was in mm. ribbons, which is, you know, not kind of what you don't want to be happening.
0: Mm. so uh, i think so, okay so putting that to yeah let's put, let's to the say. side I, I, I think that i mean other than that stuff which i think does go on for entirely too long actually mm-hmm. because the interesting stuff was on either side of the of the anti-zone i wish we got more of the solid tract yeah. um because i mean i've said it before and i'll say it again I, I mean everyone out of our main cast is is great yeah you know top to bottom
1: mm-hmm.
0: if the doctor is the heart of series 11 Graham mm. is the soul
1: oh yes
0: and the stuff with him and grace in the sonotrack universe
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh my goodness yeah that boy can act up a storm my old yep. son because wow that was really that was really something
1: and, and it's not sort of like overwrought either um no. he, he plays it very sort of low key and something says i think oh, this isn't fair Or, you know, when he finally rejects um, Solar Track Grace and he just just goes so close to you, just so close. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says the real Grace would never let Ryan be left in danger. And it's just sort of like you'd expect him to, like, rage or be sobbing or something. But it's just like, no, Mm you know, this is he just he's just so he just does so much with like. So little. So little. Yeah um and that's only you know not to say they, they don't give him enough to do because he's great yeah. I and mean, even the bit where he sort of like <laughs> he takes into his pocket and pulls out her cheeks and pickle sandwich because it's yeah. just like a nice little like call back to rosa says, well you know we know how they were stuck to have some lunch you gotta have something with us haven't
0: that yeah exactly can't <laughs> <It's>... be... <laughs> No, but I, I did quite like uh, the line as well where the doctor sort of monitors him for going sort of near the alien he's like i didn't give him my credit card detail yeah <laughs> But that—that that I mean,
1: that's another great bit when you watch it back. It says, no, it wasn't lewd," but that's what, exactly what this whole track does. It's its mm. foreshadowing it a bit. And it's like, great, but it's such a good line in the moment.
0: Yeah. So he, I, I kind of wish they played that up a bit more, actually. Mm. Um, because it, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that episode of the X-Files with the giant mushroom in the field? And Mulder and Scully have the hallucinations about, you know, their life and it slowly digesting them?
1: Yeah. That sound, sounds familiar. Was that later on in the series? It's late, yeah. It yeah.
0: was late series. Sort of six, sort of late series six, right. middle series seven, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, the idea is that there's like this giant, one of those giant underground fungi things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Mulder and Scully have gone to investigate sort of a, a couple of skeletonised um, people that are found in a hotel room, mm. and at some point in the episode, they're sort of infected by spores, and then they start hallucinating their their usual lives but things don't really work right and then mm-hmm. they kind of wake up in being di- uh, inside the thing being digested and make their way out sort of thing um so i, I kind of wish it had been a bit more malevolent in that way because you could have mm. made that work i think without the um the, the kind of the anti-zone stuff or yeah. there being sort of an explicit you know stuff in the anti- you know kind of ribbons especially mm-hmm. i think that if you would kind of put things into our universe, yeah. or you know sort of illusions or a voice or something like that, and people are being seduced over because mm-hmm. I mean, I like that thing with Eric of um i mean i I think it 's really healthy and useful that you have people who um, in their grief do things that are not rational, oh yeah, yeah. because i don 't think you see that enough being reflected on telly because you have that thing of people. I I Either just go insane or completely hysterical or do, Mm -hmm. you know, crazy things. And obviously, then you put that down to the extreme. But then very naturally, someone losing someone very early, unexpectedly, falling into a depression, you know, and then kind of through a lot of things, um, uh, you know, neglecting their kid because they've been seduced by the the thought of having their loved one back. Yeah. Um, But as well, no one judges him for it. Mm. You know, Hannah says, obviously, you haven't, you are not been well since Mum died. Yeah. Um, and no one says you are terrible for doing this. Everyone just, you know, people say he has gone through something awful and has done something bad in response, but that's grief. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I appreciate that so much because it's real.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't think you, you don't see that enough. Uh, you know, because if if that happens in another drama, people will be very judgy about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, not to, to be fair. I mean, they were pretty judgy about him before they realised why he was there. Yes, you know, Trina Trina hadn't showed up at that point, so they just thought he just buggered off and left yeah. Hannah. And you know, that's that's actually one of the most telling bits when uh, Graham says, "I'm going to lamp him," <laughs> and, and Yeah says, "No, I'm not. I'm going to do it." Um, yeah. And also, I do. I would actually like to talk about Ryan. Yes. Because when he says stuff like, are you sure your dad doesn't just disappeared?" And, you know, quite rarely people like, go, "Well, on oh, what the hell? But, you know, that's happened to him. So, of course, he's going to be yeah. sort of judgy about it. And, um, yeah, Ryan's quite an interesting case in this uh, episode because mm. he's doing like, this recurring thing that has been coming up through Series 11 is doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, when he sort of, like, drags Hannah off into, like, the, the bedroom and then locks the door to keep to keep her safe. But, you know, because he, he doesn't, like, really want any resistance. He just, likes wants to say, like, I've been given this task. I'm going to do this. I don't, you know, he's very dismissive of her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like, the way he does it is really insulting her because, it you know, robs her of her agency. It you know? sure does, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Anna, for her credit, you know, there's a lot of moments where she's like, you know, yeah, I'm blind, but don't treat me like I'm a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, especially when she, like, rejects Trina, um, the soundtrack Trina anyway, um, mm. she just, like, instantly knows, like, you know, you're not my mum. And um, and like, even, like, the bits like, where the Doctor's, like, creating the map, quote-unquote, but you know the and the words on the she writes are actually quite chilly you know assume her dad is dead, keep her safe, mm. find out who else can take care of her and she quite quickly so sort of, like figures out mm, that's not a map she wrote something down and mm. you know she tries to call Ryan on that fact and that, you know that's when he like bundles her into the bedroom
0: I think and maybe an under something that they're not calling out in the scripts maybe that they maybe should is mm. that Ryan is a young man I mean he's nineteen yeah. And I I feel like obviously because he, although he's biologically a, a grown up, mm-hmm. uh, um he's got a lot of maturing to do I think, yeah. and um, you know I I feel like that obviously I mean, it would create more conflict. But I feel like I wish that Graham would kind of call him on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean although he's not his dad or his real his biological parent or mm-hmm. grandparent, um. Ryan, uh, graham has taken on that that role for him and, and, and in a way um yeah. and i, I mean I, in a way i do wish that there was maybe an odd scene or two here of graham sort of graham taking him aside and kind of telling him
1: no you know you gotta
0: don't be doing that man it's it's you know it's uh, but so i wish that that was kind of flagged up a little bit more in the scripts mm-hmm. because um i feel like you kind of just have to take that on on intuition almost yeah. a little bit
1: yeah should we talk about Jodie?
0: Yes, let's talk about Jodie because I like Jodie very much and I thought she was mega in this. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, the the bit where she's chatting to, you know, going on about the Solid Track thing to Yaz, mm-hmm. I was um, I was into that very much. I thought that was good.
1: Yeah, I love her when she, like the the sort of like the vocal beats she does and like the hands movement she does when she's like trying to remember the story because that's the sort of thing you, you do when you're trying to like remember something from long, long, long ago. You, you can't just like rattle it off instantly
0: yeah.
1: um like that's just like really positive and i'm so glad i found out now where the bit from the trailer where she like kisses someone or something goodbye is from because like yeah. i was, was popping up throughout the series i thought was going to appear in sunanga conundrum was it going to appear in Teams of the punjab or something like where where's this from and it's like i don't know why i just really like very taken with that shot it just seems like such a 13th doctor thing to do yeah it
0: sure is yeah i mean i like that we're now getting into this thing of this is a 13th doctor thing to do Mm -hmm. because she's now kind of molding it to how you know to rather than being you know this is quite 10th doctor or this is quite 11th doctor it's kind of her things now which is you know is what you want uh, kind of this point in having a having a doctor if you see what i mean yeah um yeah uh so yeah i was pleased to see that and um I think we should probably talk about the frog in the room at, at this point because I loved it. I, I didn't hate it. Um, the I, only thing—I mean, although I didn't hate the concept, mm-hmm. I think the the effect was a little bit shit. Well,
1: yes. I mean, I, yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. It wasn't the best puppet going, but no, I don't know. I mean, it's an alien universe. A conscious universe masquerading as a frog. I mean, you know, it's not going to be entirely perfect, but the fact that it's Sharon D. Clarke voicing it—it's just—I don't know why. I just absolutely loved the idea. I don't—I don't mind it being a little bit crap.
0: But, no, I mean, obviously, I mean, because, you know, it just have happened that we'd watched Planet of the Spiders. So, mm-hmm, well. like, the day, on the day that we watched, <laughs> uh, watched that, and, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, compared to this, it's mm-hmm. kind of no contest. Um, but I just feel like if you're going to have Sharon D. Clark there and mm-hmm. you're going to have her do the voice, can we not just have her? Yeah. But
1: then again, I, I kind of like the soundtrack's choice of because it's like, yeah. it says this, you know this amuses me much like they amused Grace. So I decided to choose this form Mm. rather and because, you know, um, I think, I think it would have been like a bit too, maybe it's obvious for it to take Grace's form. Mm. But I I like, I like it how it has, it it takes on this like symbol or this thing that, you know, it's, it's enjoying something by by proxy through Grace. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I, I like the, the the fact that you know the doctor sort of like rather than trying to force like Eric to leave the the mirror universe she basically sort of like seduces the solitract saying mm. you know this guy's just an idiot you know you know you, you want somebody who's seen things who's experienced the universe that you want to be part of and that's me and I'll let you know, tell you everything you want to know but you know let him go and you know can have me. And I really like that. Sort of, it's like it's the more sort of like I don't want to say sensible kind of sacrifice that the Doctor could do, but it's sort of like yes. Can you think of like back to ages of Light*? Mm. You know when the Doctor's prepared to sort of like seal himself away to stave off the beasts, and it's sort of like it sort of like seems to like come out of nowhere. If that makes mm.
0: sense, yeah, but I understand. Here yeah. It's,
1: it's much more like logical.
0: Yeah, it's much more earned. I I I, I entirely agree there. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I feel like there was a little bit of like, um, during that scene, like when they sort of cut to it, and I was a little bit like, blah blah blah. <laughs> kind of that, that kind of hard you know when you just sort of blink and go oh okay that's what they're doing yeah but yeah i i completely understand where you're coming from i say i like to say i didn't hate it at all no. But some people on the internet went lost their fucking minds oh, about it
1: yeah i mean I've, obviously, oh man I, just for, for the record this episode's coming out a bit late because i've been on holiday so i didn't actually get to watch this on a transmission date but i did stay off twitter um or well stay away from like the doctor who hashtag on twitter um and tumblr as well so when the frog showed up i thought oh that's gonna annoy so many people
0: yeah god i mean watching it live i just i mean there was a part of my brain that went oh no um
1: i mean okay yeah i mean i'll say it again The, the puppet itself is not super great it does look good it doesn't move very well yeah or, i think
0: it's just the mouth stuff as well because yeah. it didn't quite sync and no. all that sort of thing i well, mean you know well
1: simple is don't have a talk just have sharon d clark's voice with a bit of reverb or something make it sound yeah, like a it's a serial yeah or something but i mean i don't think you could have got a real frog because it would have just you know bugged fucked it off. off yeah
0: yeah so yeah. or you know the next thing you'll know is be reading the paper doctor who scandals a super glue frog to chair, chair yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, and I did like the what what they did with like the solid track plane is they still had like the the roof beams or like the shape of the roof beams, so it's not like a completely completely blank white void with a chair in it because then you yeah. sort of that's just a bit sort of like trite and sort of like done. Well, already. it's a bit
0: student student film, isn't it? Yeah. Um I did like the sort of the way that they. Um... They did the mirror universe. I mean, for the little you see of it, like, you know, your man, Eric, who mm-hmm. I have to do the back off them. I can do this because it's obligatory as a metal. I had to go Slayer. <laughs> who <they> um, <laughs> Slayer um, had his Slayer T-shirt was first, mirrored. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, it also sidebar. They're in Norway. Can he have like, a Norwegian black metal shirt on? <laughs> You know, as much as we all love Slayer, this is the home of black metal. I mean, yeah. I was surprised that forest wasn't full of people in corpse paint doing their photo shoots. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I mean, apart from that I was, you know, little just little thought. I mean, cause, but you know, even the doctor using things left-handed, her part hair is parted the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, you With... know, I thought that that was quite clever.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering like did they just like film it as normal and then like flip, flip the shots? Yeah. Cuz I think no, there was I... a lot of work to do just to, like, have, like, the mirror, because, you know, having, you know, if, if, if like, Jodie's, like, predominantly right-handed, then to sort of, like, try and do things the other way around might be a bit, yeah. so, so I'm, yeah, I'm guessing they must have just, like, reversed the, the shot, because it's one of those times where you can flip the shot, and then nobody goes, oh, continuity error, hello. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, either that or, you know, look out for auction and his backwards Slayer T-shirt <laughs> I mean, yeah. on. Um, but um, it kind of reminds me, actually, you just reminded me, I don't know if you've ever heard this thing about when they James Cameron filmed Titanic. Right. They only built half of the ship, so, like, one side of it, essentially. Uh-huh. And they put all the signs up and all this sort of thing. And then someone realised that the ship would have left Belfast kind of going to the left rather than to the right which is the way they built it so what they had to do was take all the signs down write them backwards put them on and then flip the shot
1: oh wow
0: rather because so basically and then when i read about this the crew Mm -hmm. had t-shirts printed at the end of the shoot saying i wasn't dyslexic before i started this movie now i am
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh dear
0: can you imagine having to be the person to tell James Cameron uh, that the ship is going the wrong way?
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, so
1: like, I can just like imagine there's a room full of people and it's like, well, who's going to tell him? Oh, we gonna who's
0: going to tell him? To we draw straws.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it, it reminds me, actually, of when I was watching the um, the stuff for uh, The Hobbit, you know, when they filmed The Hobbit. and yeah. um, they, they, Chuck got, like, the, the, uh, the DVD box that had, like, you know, about... 20 bloody hours of extras and there's one bit where they're trying to, the wor- the thing that stuck them up was trying to Build, you know, do how they're gonna have Smaug, right? Right. And you know, they're doing all these drawings and you know, all these sort of things. It's like a proper worm sort of thing with only like two legs and then attached wings or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Jackson comes in and they've got all the you know, all the guys are standing there with all the, the pictures and he's standing with a cup of tea looking at it, and he looks and looks and looks, and there's this bit where he goes, I think he would be bitter if he'd had four leaks like that and then you can see everyone <laughs> in gone. the room just go FOUR <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I funny think, i think that's the thing though sometimes when you you're trying so hard to like find an answer to a problem yeah you get so, like tunnel vision and then it just takes yeah. somebody from stepping up outside going hang on a
0: sec and you just go oh shit yeah yeah <laughs> um but anyway so it's off off topic but um yeah yeah, (laughs) i I mean (laughs) um again i kind of wish that they they had more of that Mm -hmm. or you'd had the thing of maybe something had come into the into our universe from the mirror universe somehow and people didn't realize until they were using their wrong hand or their t-shirts on back to front or something something like that i kind of wish that they'd done they'd use more of that and then had that kind of creepy aspect in it but i do wonder if it was written kind of without ribbons and the anti-zone stuff and someone said this is basically an episode of the x-files mm. or like this is the village or this is a quiet place we need to make it more doctor who
1: yeah or maybe it was underrunning.
0: yeah or, that or, was underrunning.
1: or you know maybe i think i've maybe said it earlier in the show but like the concept of like a, a sentient sort of isolated universe you know mm. for for a series which is been very sort of like standalone, which is very sort of like back to sort of basics, and might be like too mm. big of an idea. Um, mm. But at the same time, you know, they really should have a bit more confidence about what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah, I, I, that is my abiding takeaway from yeah. from what we've had so far. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't stick the landing,
1: fine. But at least you tried. You didn't like try and water it down. And I think that's mm. kind of where I where it takes you away sort of like falls is they like they try to water it down by having the anti-zone, by having ribbons, and it's just sort of like, it's, you know, it's, what, 10, 15 minutes that you could have used to, like, further this really great idea. I mean, like, even the, the like, play on the the stuff with, uh, in Norway itself a bit more with, you know, I mean, there was a great bit when um, Ryan find, finally finds the speaker. And it's just like, oh, Jesus, you know, because, you know, you don't know why Eric's doing that. You think he's just, like, buggering off because you can't, like, handle, you know, being able to try and bring up, like, a blind daughter on his own. Which, you know... Yeah. which, which, Which would make sense for somebody who's grieving. But then it's sort of like... It could be, like... Given a bit more, like more sinister feel.
0: Yeah, perhaps that's that's what it was. I mean, perhaps they were saying, you know, we like this script, but it's kind of too much. It's kind of too much of a soap opera. It's Mm -hmm. too real. You know, the fact that the dad's done this apparently creepy thing, and you know, just fucked off and left her in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, Um, you know. I, I, I do wonder if that was maybe the original idea and they said, "Now nah, this needs to... You need to break this down because it's it's too big a, it's too big a thing mm-hmm. to kind of, for the Doctor to be dealing with... It, doing a domestic, Yeah, if you see what I mean.
1: Yeah, because then it's sort of like, you know, why even have the Doctor there? Um, well, yeah. And, yeah, and like the... Like you say, the Solar Track thing is probably like too... I don't say grandiose of an idea. I mean, it's certainly within, like, the wheelhouse of Doctor Who, but it's sort of like... To make it just that, they might have thought, that mm, that's... I think, I think it's like, again, it's probably just felt like we haven't really got a villain.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it, you could you could have made the Solid Track more malevolent, or at least more... Um, misguided. You know, more indifferent. Yeah, more indifferent or more yeah. misguided. They've done Eldrick Abominations. I mean, we've yeah. had Ascension Sun and we've had, you know, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've made that work somehow, you know, somewhat. Yeah. Um, and um, I think they could have done it with this, with mm-hmm. with a little bit of. I, th- I I would have preferred it. I mean, I always I feel like I always say this because it's my preferred genre. I wish it would. I wish they could have gone a bit more dark with it and mm. kind of done kind of not like a Hellraiser thing, but like <laughs> the thing of like. But no, but the old Ben i want to say then okay an event horizon thing you've got a another dimension
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it is trying to seduce people into it or for experience or whatever yeah um so i feel like they could have they could have gone with that but i do wonder if they thought oh that's a bit too much for Mm -hmm. half past six on a sunday night
1: yeah probably anything else you wanted to mention or
0: should we just go and run for scores let's let's run for scores shall we um i don't know with this one i feel like i want to give it a seven because six feels too harsh yeah um but i want to give it a seven for performances i thought everyone was very good in it mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed all the dialogue and um you know uh, all of us who are pining for the fields, um <laughs> i you know it's beautiful there i was very happy with all of that stuff i thought it looked great mm-hmm. again you know mm-hmm. the cinematography is has been blinding this uh this series um very good indeed. So, I mean, I, I, it feels too hard to give it a six. So I'm going to go and give it a seven. I feel like um, I, I wish the anti-zone stuff kind of had, you know, just only been in passing and we'd had more of the solid tract.
1: Yeah, I'm agreed. seven seven. Um, I mean, the puppet frog was not great. The anti-zone stuff probably was unnecessary, but everything else just sort of like really helps it. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, like I say, just like... You, you try and do like three things at once you don't you haven't you know even though you've got five more minutes you haven't still haven't got the time like if it's been mm-hmm. a like, 60 minute episode you might have managed it but as it is it just it just sort of like stops short of being great but I, it was yeah. very enjoyable
0: yes it was highly it's a highly enjoyable watch but yeah. um yeah, not without its uh, its issues. Mm-hmm. So let
1: us know your thoughts. You can email us at greatest show at simply syndicated.com, tweet us at greatest show pod, or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com show podcast. We invite you to visit simplysyndicated.com and check out our many sister shows on the network, and as always, we welcome your support. The best way you can help us out is by signing up to Simply Everything. A monthly fee of just £6 gives you access to ad free versions of current shows, a library of podcasts for the network's archives, and shows that are exclusive to the service. We also have a merchandise store that offers apparel and accessories to both Europe and America. We also have a Patreon and can donate to the network through PayPal, which links both are on the bottom of the website. That being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.